Everyone, welcome to Ending the Drought, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 14, and here are your hosts, Jake Cranston and Jeff Webster. Jake. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> Sad day. That was a bad game. <laughs> I don't think was. we have to get into too too much of, no. of what went wrong. I think everybody kind of saw what exactly went wrong. It's been hashed over at depth this week. I think the... Uh, and we're a little late on the ball anyway. Yeah, and the media and the fan base have pretty much taken care of obvious flaws in the offense. Uh, it was the offense, not the defense. They were they were good. But, yeah, I think everybody's aware of what happened, and we don't really need to hash it out one more time. I think it's pretty obvious where the, uh, where the problem lies, and hopefully they get it fixed this week. Yeah, there's definitely some things that, moving forward, we just got to address. For sure. You know, not even having to speak about the Jacksonville game, but just moving forward, I mean, I'd say three key things that we got to do right now is figure out the offensive line, uh, get some form of running game going at some point because it's going to matter in the playoffs whether we like it or not. Right. And then Josh just has to be a little more sharper. Um, I'm not blaming Josh. I'm I'm no. the biggest Josh Fallon. Josh, Josh Fallon? <laughs> Josh Fallon. Josh Allen. <laughs> I'm one of the biggest Josh Allen fans out there, but right. but he he had a rough game. I mean, he missed he, he missed a lot he of did. open guys. He missed some reads. He, but again, I mean, he had pressure all day, every day on him. So right, yeah. And I I mean, I watched a little uh, blip earlier. Um, Manuel Sanders uh, did a you know one of his pressures, and and uh, he pointed out, man, it's a team game. I mean, it is a team game, and yes, um, he always looks inward. He said, you know. Could have blocked better downfield. Um, I I think uh, along with all those things you said, yes, th- those are all very very important, especially the offensive line part. But even um, even Sean McDermott said, man, it's a physical sport and we have to be more physical. So it really looked like some of the time, some of the team was more or less walking through the game. They were yeah. there was no intensity, no fire, no anger, no whatever no passion you know and, and i think that's something they're working on addressing this week also because right. i think that helps everybody you know it does it does and i mean vegas thinks we're going to bounce back this week the line's yeah, 13 sure. and a half I, I do you think that um there's a lot of overreactions this week on that loss or you think there's a lot of concerns to look at with our team so far no i think i think the overreaction comes from it's more than just one game you know, going into uh, halftime, tied up 3-3 with Miami, that looked bad, you know. Right. And then you follow that up with uh, an entire game of uh, miscalculations, poor game plan maybe, poor play calls. I mean, yeah. there's a whole lot that you could take from that game and, and break out. And it's not like you're pointing a finger at anybody in particular. There's a lot of people that, have to be uh, a little more retrospective this week and what their part in this debacle was. You know, I mean, it literally, there right. was a lot of people <laughs> that had issues. Yeah, speaking of a lot of people, that's kind of a good good point because Tequila Spikes was on WGR today with uh, Chris Brown and Tasker. Oh, nice. And they're kind of, you know, talking to him about, hey, Tequila, uh, have you, you know, experienced playing on a team where, you know, you guys just, played bad you had a bad loss and it was kind of a wake-up call and, and to Keo's response was you know it's not that you just you need a wake-up call as a team it's you you got to find 
your stride as a team. Right. And what he said was the organization itself, the the players, the coaches, everybody, uh, when you hit your stride, everybody is preparing, um, you know, from the week up to a game. Everybody has to be on the same page, prepare the same, uh, go in with the same expectations. It's like you said, it's a team game. Right. So Tequila was saying, and it, it made perfect sense, is like maybe their preparation just just isn't, what it needs to be, you know, somewhere some something's off. Uh, they got to go back and they got to prepare better. They got to, whether it's film, whether it's practice field, wherever it is, they just didn't seem cohesive the last two weeks. Right. Well, and I think you you kind of hit the, the nail on the head there. If you're looking forward every week to the following game and preparing just for that, then you can focus all of your energy on that. Right now, that may have been possible last week. But with two games in a row where we've learned that we have a serious problem on our offense, we now have to look backwards, which is exactly the opposite of what Josh Allen wants to do. He said so on Twitter. So now you're focusing your attention in two different directions and trying to learn while you're trying to prepare, and it's just too much. So hopefully they can overcome that slump and get to the point where they don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, they got to be able to find a, a way just to all get on the same page and prepare the same way, and everybody's got to get their expectations and hit their stride moving forward because, and also Takeo said the same same thing um, um, earlier. He's like, you know, December football is where you want to hit your stride. You know, you need you can't have these type of slump games in December, right? Because that's that's kind of where you know it separates the, the the great teams or the or the the best teams in the league from the mediocre to the not good teams. So. Right, right, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I mm-hmm. one of the things that I didn't think about until just now. Is in a six-minute clip, I think Emmanuel Sanders mentioned three times how we were the highest-scoring offense in the NFL. Yeah. So I think expectation maybe deceives you when you are so successful. I mean, literally, they were just tearing everybody up. You know, nobody from Kansas City to even Tennessee, they lost, but they scored a bunch of points. Um and then you're calling up against a team, and everybody's telling you, oh, they're the worst passing defense in the NFL. And and in your brain, you're building this up into something that maybe doesn't exist because at the same time, Emmanuel Sanders said it's the NFL. Man, these are like 32 of the, the combination of the best players in the world that play football. So it doesn't matter what that team is, what they've done the week before or the month before or even the entire season. They're professional football players. They're trying to win. And, you know, he said that one team he played for, they were 8-0. And then they faced a really disappointing loss against a team that they should have handled easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's not the first time he's been here. You know, he, he's trying to stay positive And, you know, I, I think the team will do that. I think we have no reason not to trust that these guys will get the team back on track. They will. You know what I mean? They've, they've impressed me a hell of a lot more then they've disappointed me in the time they've been here. So I trust they will do that, and I, I trust they will do that this week. I agree with that. I think they just need to get back to what they were doing before the bye. Um, for some reason, after the bye, it just kind of started falling downhill. I mean, we obviously had that game against Tennessee, which was which a big letdown, but right. we were right into that game the whole time. But for some reason, I mean, I know you, you guys – also agree with me when we're coming out of that bye. I I thought we we're going to be flying high out, out yeah, of right, that bye, right. man. You yeah, know? history would have told us so. Yeah. So yeah. so it's weird to see. 
I mean, it's professional sports. I get it. We all, you know, see slumps in, in, in good teams. It happens, whether it happens early, later, you know, but, but typically, you know, when you get about the eight game mark, usually that's when you'll start seeing teams like hit their strides because right. what was the, how many games were we in when we played um, the Cardinals last year after we lost and then we went to the bye? Was that 10? Yeah, I think our, our bye week was like 11. Okay. So I think it was 10 we had faced yeah. Arizona, so, I believe. So we, you know, had that crappy loss and then after that we strung, strung out the rest of the game. So I think this Jets game is is like a, I wouldn't say a do or die, but I think it's like a oh, it's a, important a really big game. Uh, obviously, it's division, right? It's conference, so those two in itself we need to win. Plus, I think it's just a big boost for for our team to go out and play good and, and gain some confidence back. For sure, I agree. So, I mean, it's there's definitely some things that we've talked about that where we were you know, concerned moving, mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, again, the offensive line with Cody Ford and, and Ike Bacher were two guys that were, were rough. I mean, they, they couldn't keep a pocket, uh, blitz pickups. They, they had trouble identifying who to block stunts, stunts, things like that. Spencer Brown looks like he's going to be back yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be big. Dawson I, I really Knox that. looks yeah. like he's going to be back this week. Yeah. Here's hoping, man. Uh, so those Could are two. Big guys to have back. Um, it looks like there's a possibility that Trey Edmonds might not play because of right. the hamstring. He's right. two day um, non practice, so that could be uh, a yeah, loss. He's there. a he's a phenomenal player, man. And, yeah. and but this is going to happen all season long. It happened all season last year. I mean, look what they went through with Matt Milano and Trey Edmonds played injured most of the season. Uh, Beasley with the fracture and. Even uh, Stefan Dick said in the playoffs he wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, unfortunately, it is something that most teams yeah. are going to deal with. We've been fortunate because we haven't lo- – we just lost Justin Zimmer for the season. He's having knee surgery. Yeah, that's a tough one. But we haven't faced that a lot. We haven't lost guys that some teams have lost. Like, the, like Henry, the Raiders? Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry's <laughs> a great example too. Yeah, yeah. You know? But uh, that's that's crazy that the Rams came out and just blew the water off the Rams like that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. After getting Von Miller and I don't know if you heard that supposedly uh Schefter's reporting pretty heavily that OBJ is about to sign a deal with the Rams. Come on. Seriously. Holy moly. I, I seen that just before I left work today. Dave Jr. had talked about it. I talked about it. That yeah, it was How do they still have money left to sign guys? Dude, I have no idea. Well he's gonna I like you no said idea. you said vet minimum, right? Well, that's what the Packers supposedly were offering them. And, and even now, uh, Adam Schefter said some things early in the week that didn't pan out. So yeah. people are a little reluctant to buy into 100%, but um, he's pushing it pretty hard. So others what? are saying it probably is true. You haven't seen any uh, sort of contract talks? like what, No. What they would, he's got to – they got to look at signing him for a vet minimum. Their, their cap well, has got to be – how do they have any money left? Well, part of it is he's still getting that – Four point two million from yeah. uh, um, you know Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That was part of the negotiation. Um, he won't be under contract at all, so I'm sure it's going to be a one year deal, right? Because he wants to be able to sign somewhere else. I'm sure next year probably get a bigger deal or whatever. Um, but yeah, if it's true, 
that that will be the best wide receiver crew in the NFL by far. How how long do you think he would last on the Rams? I, I could see like him and J- Jalen Ramsey getting a fight in practice. Yeah, no kidding. You know what that I'm talking happen, about, dude? For sure. That's how those guys. A couple are. of guys that walk around with chips on their shoulder. There's no doubt. And then you know one of them get kicked out. Like that's yeah, that's crazy. That would me. be crazy. I just did not think uh, the Rams were even in play whatsoever. No, I hadn't heard their name. Like the Saints tried to trade for them right. before the deadline, so they were a big player. Uh, I had heard the Packers had offered a veteran minimum. Yep. Um, and I thought that would be a good that would be a good fit because after Devontae Adams, there's a whole bunch of guys. So having that one two punch in their wide receiver room would be yeah, I thought great for them. But they just I don't know, it came out they offered veteran minimum. I we don't know if that's true or not, but it seems to me like they probably should have pushed a little harder if they really wanted them. I really wonder if some teams aren't kind of like the Rams, you know, they'll take a chance on anybody. I mean, it seems that way. Like, they're not looking at characters, and, you know, oh, we want guys with good character. No, we want freaking really good ball players. That's it. They don't care. They'll deal yeah. with the rest. So, that's crazy. Yeah. The you, Patriots, I heard, were in play. I mean, they were talking about it, I guess. So, isn't the Super Bowl in LA this year? Yeah. Yes, it is. You think that has any anything to do with them I loading would, up? I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I think one of the issues is for some teams, um, Super Bowl windows come around the limited numbers of times, and, and oh, yeah. the Rams were just there a few years ago, and then they haven't been able to get back. So maybe they're thinking they got Matt Stafford now, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Woods is getting a little older. Uh, some of their line is getting older. Like maybe they're just looking at, um, you know, that window might be shrinking. We might only have this year or next or whatever. So we're just going to go all in and try and win a Super Bowl, and then we'll deal with it down the road. It just seems like there's just not enough footballs to go around for that offense, man. It's crazy. Like, I, I mean, honestly, someone's going to get somebody is going to get mad on that on that wide receiver group because they're not getting the catches they need. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it just doesn't seem like I don't know. That's crazy. They use their backs. They use their tight ends. They, you know, like you're saying. I mean, he's going to have to throw the ball fifty or sixty times for everybody to be happy in the receiver room. Everyone gets yeah. the ring. Yeah. Doesn't matter how uh, yeah, many catch. That that is that did come up. Like he might still get the same amount of uh targets he got with Cleveland, but they might be a better quality because he can stretch the field and Matt Stafford can throw the ball. He can throw it a country mile. Yeah. So he's going somewhere where he like kind of fits his persona too. Like he he had no desire to be in Cleveland since he got traded. There. Right. No. Like never wanted to be there. Nope. I don't I don't care what you say. You know, and he he never showed that he wanted to be there. His production never showed it. He's going to be a completely different player when he goes in LA. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, if but it's true. I mean, again, yeah, I, and that may be you know also about personal reasons. Just being in that region might be better for him as a person. Yeah, I just you know like you you make you've been in, been in the league this long. You make decisions that people might not think about. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's just his his uh the the way he 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 plays and his personality is like it just doesn't it doesn't fit <laughs> yeah. Cleveland like he's he's a big shot guy and he wants to play you know in a, in a place in LA is like the creme de la creme for a guy like that oh yeah you know yeah and he doesn't have the patience I, I don't think for for Baker Mayfield yeah you know he's not in the game anymore to watch a quarterback develop and in a couple of years turn into a, a possibly a really good um a really good player and uh, I just popped into my phone the Rams have agreed to a deal with Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. How what just one year? 
it doesn't give any details. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And that's one reason why that uh, he's going to do good in, a, in an offense like that, because he that's a pass first offense. Yep. I mean, like like the Bills, they're, they're going to be throwing the ball 40 plus times. Matt Stafford's a hell of a quarterback, man. Still is. Yeah. Now you got OBJ, Cooper Cup, <laughs> Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Yep. I mean, that's a that's a big three. Tyler Higby. Yep. Um, geez, they got a great they, offensive line. Yeah. I mean, they're beyond the fact they got a really good defense. Yeah. So you got kind of like two super teams in a way in the NFC right now, Tampa and then obviously them right now. It's crazy because it's almost like if the Bills hadn't stumbled, yeah, Tennessee has been playing really well and their schedule is fairly soft. They'll they'll be fine. Um, but it was almost like the Bills had that opportunity to be in their own tier, the elite team in the AFC. And now they're kind of back in the mix. You know, I mean, it'll be a good it will be a good experience because these guys, most of them are young. Most of them will be playing for a long time. Obviously, Josh Allen. Um but guys around him, Singletary, there's new guys on the offensive line and defensive line, Greg Rousseau, and these guys will, you know, they'll get to see the ins and outs of, of professional football. And hopefully, as Emmanuel Sanders pointed out, you know, you can lose or you can learn. You just got to figure out which way you're going to go. So, I'm confident they're going to learn. I do. It, it's I just, agree. It's just how how much can we put that Band-Aid on the offensive line at, at this point? That's, right. my, that's my concern. That's the biggest concern I have. And, I just don't understand why McDermott and Bean haven't put more assets into the offensive line. I think a I lot just, of people are wondering that now. Yeah. You know, like I think they maybe um, maybe overestimated the ability of the team they had. It's possible. Well, I think not only that, but I think they're they're estimating the ability of Josh Allen to carry the team a, a little farther that, yeah. than, than like saying like, hey, you know, we're, let's go out and let's let's you know pay top you know top tier guards i mean they went out and got uh, a top center at the time right and morris they paid they paid their center yep which i totally understand that but but that doesn't fix your your other two interior right. offensive linemen either i mean right. that's that's where we're getting beat constantly and it's just and i think that's part of the evolution of the team like right now we have a bloody fortune invested in the defensive line like a fortune Starla Tule, you know, uh, Jerry Hughes, uh, Mario Addison. These are veterans that are making a lot of money, a lot of money. Yeah. And it didn't, I maybe didn't leave a lot of funds for the offensive line, whatever, but I really see that at some point you replace, say, Jerry Hughes with Greg Rousseau or A.G. Epinesa, these young guys still working off rookie deals. Yeah. Um, maybe we can actually go out and get a, a high-end, Free agent offensive lineman, you know, next year or whatever. But for this year, for this year, it is what it is. I don't see him making huge splash plays. No, for anybody at this point. No, I mean the only thing we can do is just adjust, and and Dable's got to be able to just make the offense, you know, turn better with what we have. I mean, yeah, rollouts, roll away from pressures. Yeah, you got to be able to get Josh out of the pocket more because he's. I mean, we watched we watched the film um, yesterday on on the offensive line, and it's just it was embarrassing. Man. It is embarrassing. I mean, these guys just Cody Ford just cannot hold the block, um, and he can't pick up he can't pick up an assignment. Yeah, I, we we yeah we looked at that fairly extensively for what we can. We don't have access to all the film, but 
But, yeah, there were obvious plays where it was just mismanaged on the offensive line terribly. Now, to act as a a voice for what I've seen on the Internet here with the Bills Mafia Facebook group and things like that, the question on a lot of people's minds is just assuming that this is the best it's going to get for our offensive line for the future, which obviously it shouldn't be, but let's just pretend. Why aren't we working around that and shooting off some quick dump passes and stuff like that, trying to just get the ball out quickly, running play schemes that work towards that? Because we have the talent. Yeah. Stefan Diggs is awesome at that. Right. You know, they're all actually pretty good at that. Cole Beasley can do it. Gabe Davis can do it. Like, it just seems to make sense. Yeah. In my opinion, um, Brian Dable was able to run this style of offense last year, and we did it at an extremely high level. Uh this year we're being exposed. We had a full year of, of, of tape on us. We didn't do that. We didn't have that offense the, the year prior to that. Last right. year was like that was our like our our shining you know year. Now teams had all this time to look at what we did, and they're starting to expose it. And I think Brian Dable is being kind of like hard headed and being like, "This is our offense. This is our offense. We did it last year." And he's not he's not adjusting, and he's got to adjust. He he said in, in in an interview I read an article that it, he's like it starts with me. I got to be better, and he's right. He has to be better. He has to be more creative. I mean, the stuff that we did last year, you know, Dable was calling plays the the, the Dallas game, and you know, um, and we've seen when just, we when yeah. we run trick plays, they seem to work a lot of the time. Well, they're at least creative. Yeah, right? yeah, just creative plays. jet sweeps. Like wh- I don't know, we we talked about this a little bit. What happened to our jet? Yeah, sweep when was the last plan? time you saw one? I mean, that not, was highly successful, in my opinion. Yeah, you have to keep a defense on their heels, right? Right. And 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 ways to do that is creative plays, and it doesn't even have to be trick plays, but creative plays, like you're saying, jet sweeps, uh, roll Josh out of the pocket, you know, just creative things that the defense doesn't see you run on film constantly week after week after week because they're 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 catching up to us defenses are catching up to what we're doing this week it was wide receiver screens our running back um passes into the flat and they were just blown up on a regular basis they didn't work you know uh not that i remember anyway seemed like again only viewing the game it just didn't seem like there was any way to overcome the defense we were facing. And it, you have an, no way around it. Yeah, you have an ineffective first quarter. I can understand that they don't fix that by the halftime. But when you come back, shouldn't you have adjusted by then? I mean, it yes. seems like we didn't right. accomplish anything. You should definitely Like adjust. a reverse, a sweep. You talked about it. Any outside runs at all? Like, I don't know. It seemed very, very, um, like you said, intent on just this was the game plan. We're sticking to it. Yeah, thinking the, that it's going to work at some point, it just never did. And in the interior part of our offensive line is is the worst. So why do we continue to stick to off guard runs or yeah, or guard tackle always. runs? It, it that doesn't work. Why are we continuing to drop drop Josh back five step drops to hang in a pocket for four or five seconds to wait for long routes to develop when he he just clearly doesn't have time to do that because our guys right. can't hold a block. They can't. When we were watching the tape, Jeff, how how bad was it every time when we snapped the ball, their defensive line pushed how f- oh, our, yeah. our offensive line back like five, six yards off the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he, he had drops, no pocket. Yep, he drops back five yards in the defense, the entire offensive line and defensive line are in his face. He can't step into a throw because he doesn't even have a couple of yards to do that. Yeah, he has no lanes. He just lane, doesn't. No lanes to throw it. He can't. Now, now the offense is, 
uh, offensive line and defense lines in his face. He can't see particular routes developing. Like we saw how many times did Stefan Diggs have like an eight-yard stop and he's open. Right. You know, and Josh right. can't see him. Right. Yeah. And how many times is Josh forced to turn around and run to the outside? By the time he spins back around and looks down the field, all the short pass opportunities are gone. Exactly. Half of the, right. half of the routes are dead. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And they, you're really, they you see these great plays that Josh makes, obviously. He's a miracle worker. He can throw it, you know, out of anything. And he still had a few of those. But that doesn't yeah. mean that's what we should aspire to. No. Right. No, right. absolutely not. It, it's got to be adjusted. I think <laughs> these guys are, I mean, these guys are, in our opinions, and a lot of Bills fans are the best we've had in, in a very decades. long time, for yeah. sure. So it's like we, we have no other choice to put our trust in these guys right. learning from their mistakes and, and fixing this. Yep. Because we, I mean, if we see it, and we're just oh, yeah. fans, man. Oh, yeah. We just watch well, football. Well, they're we, saying it. They're saying it. Like yeah, Even Sean McDermott I, today or yesterday or whatever came out and said, we're making adjustments on the offensive line. Now, what that means, I don't know. But, um, yeah, adjustments are being made. We'll see what happens, you know. But it's funny. I, I laugh. I apologize. Only because we had already decided that for this podcast, we weren't going to dwell. The, I, I was going to address it at the end of the episode. And our, our frustrations still have not been put to bed. Yeah. So, well, all right. It's not even just the Jags game. It's just it's just the last general. two games right. uh, in, in general of what we've um, – shown as our weakness is so frustrating. Well, and it's just like the Tennessee game, right? It was one play, one play. We All we needed was a couple of yards, and that seems to have carried over to the next two games. Like we're just – Only now it's just one touchdown, please. <laughs> yeah, we're frustrating ourselves, and that just is undermining the entire team. You know, like I said – for whatever reason, everybody's scratching their heads, walking around, wondering how they fix it, and they're not playing football. Go out and hit somebody. Yep. Jesus Christ, if you're on the offensive line, knock somebody down. That's why I'm looking forward to Spencer Brown being back. I want to see him pick somebody up and body slam him, man. Get angry. <laughs> well, Get hold, pissed off. I know. I know. I've seen. Hold on. I know I exactly mean, we, where you're had, going. We've had we had way too many personal fouls last night. <laughs> yeah, very true. I've seen I've seen people get knocked down. It's just that three of our guys did it while two other people ran past them. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we, that's the other thing. That, we we got to clean that up. Just just. Well, it's funny because penalty, we talked man. about it. That personal foul on Deion Dawkins. He knocks a guy to the ground and he drops on him. Now. Uh, maybe in my brain, I'm thinking maybe they just thought he dropped on the guy too hard, like, like I, you know, he elbowed elbowed him to the mat or something like that. But it's exactly like, like, like what the heck? What are they doing? That's what they teach you in pee wee football, dude. Right? Like, like is is football changed that much? Where like is that the new football now? Where you if can't you get, yeah. an offensive lineman if you knock a guy down, you can't jump on him because that's what they teach you right. in pee wee football. It's dude. only to prevent him from getting up and making a play. Uh-huh. You're continuing your block. You yeah. basically blocked him to the ground, and you're staying on that block, which is exactly what you're saying. Right. That's fundamental shit, man. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. It's that that refing crew when we wanted, and oh, I had God, no, I had no clue, but that refing crew was the they threw the the highest amount of flags for personal fouls in the league. Yeah, they are not so we, refing crew. They're we the had to have known that going into that game. McDermott, you would think would have right? been like, guys, look, man, like you, this is the highest amount of penalties as far as personal fouls. This is the crew that does it. Right. Keep, keep your cool. But yep. <laughs> it yeah. didn't happen, man. So, okay. All right. I'm done. All right. I'm good. So, so, 
So uh, let me ask you before we get into talking about the Jets game. Let me. Um, let oh, me is ask that who you, we play? I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> let me ask you guys a couple questions uh, regarding Josh Allen that I was getting extremely frustrated about uh, seeing people on Facebook and Twitter and all this baloney posting about how they think Josh Allen is a bust. Okay. Yeah, that's so, great. So first question is: Josh Allen threw eight games this year. Through through eight games in twenty twenty. And then 2021, when you're comparing them, okay? Right. Let's start with his completion percentage. In 2020, through the first eight games, he had a 67% completion percentage. This year, through the first eight games, he has a 65.5% completion percentage. More than acceptable in today's NFL. So if he has a 2% drop and people are out there saying that that's one of the one of the most important stats of a quarterback, and if you see a drop like that, that's very concerning. Overreaction? Big time. Big Count. time. Stop it. Like Then you go to the next stat. Here's another one. Quarterback rating. We, uh, you know, you, we all know how we feel about quarterback rating. Yep. His quarterback rating in 2020 was a 102.4 through eight games. This right. year, he's at a 97.1. Also... Cir- big circles on those two stats on on Facebook and Twitter, you know, people saying, "Well, oh, that's that's another you know one of the most important stats as a quarterback," and it dropped from a one hundred two to ninety seven. But the previous game is one hundred three. Yeah. So, like, come on, he comes out and he throws for three seventy five, close to seventy percent. His quarterback ratings one hundred and twenty something against the Jets. Yeah, and these idiots can go fucking take a bath or something because <laughs> he'll be beyond where he was. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. stupid. Well, it is so stupid. Quarterback rating people is not one of the most important stats. It's it, one of the dumbest stats. It's in one of the, the dumbest NFL. stats in the NFL. Tyrod Taylor, you look at his quarterback rating for his career is exceptional because he protects the football. But he also throws for 230 yards a game, and mm-hmm. he's never going to be able to bring a team back that's down 10 or 14 points because he can't throw the ball down the field. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, look I at, don't know the right way to do it, but that is definitely not the right way yeah, to do it. Yeah, look at the quarterback rating between uh, – or just look at the stats this year between Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has the third-best quarterback rating according to ESPN this right. year. And Josh Allen is number, what was he, 13? Yeah, like somewhere that. in the top 15. And Josh had, sure. through eight games, Josh has way more yards passing. Yep. He has more touchdowns. Yep. He has way more yards rushing. I mean, oh, yeah. statistically, he's 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 a blowing, much better he's blowing so, Aaron Rodgers yeah, out Yeah, I think it's safe to say that there's it's more of a fantasy stat than it is an actual football it stat. It totally seems like that. Yeah. It really does. And it just doesn't make any sense. And, you, again, if you look at Josh and what I look at, I don't know about you guys, but I would assume you would agree with me because I talk to you guys a lot about football. Right. And the stats that I look at that matter is completion percentage matters, but it's not it's not, it's not, not right. the number one thing because that could be subjective. Sure. But yards passing, he has, he has 2,236 this year. Last year he had 2,172. So he's better in yards. Passing. Yep. He's 16 touchdowns in 2020. This year, 17. Right on pace. He's got right. one more. He also has the same amount of interceptions, five and five. If he didn't have that shit game against Jacksonville, he'd be he'd be he'd smoking crush himself. It. Yeah, yeah. Then he had 58 carries last year for 227 yards. This year, he has 57 carries for 319 yards. 
I mean, yep. dude, if if you can't be any more almost on exactly what you did last year, right? Right. And I mean, and what you're what you're telling these few people out there who actually think that Josh Allen's a bust mm-hmm. is that you're looking at results that it seems like it's his fault when in actuality it's a problem with the line, which is what right. everybody else knows except for you. So get on fucking point. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, you when you got an offensive line that's piss poor, and he's still putting up the same numbers he did last year, and in my opinion, our offensive line is is glaringly worse this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine, I don't, imagine yeah, what we could be Something right happened there. Something bad happened. I don't know what it is, but, yeah, you're right. It's not even as good as it was last year. Yeah. And I'm thinking these same people are probably predicting that – that Pat Mahomes will retire after the season, right? I mean, <laughs> who knows? He's, he's got to be who hot knows? garbage. Yeah. He's he. If Josh Allen's a bust. <laughs> Freaking Pat Mahomes is like a huge bust. Hot garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I, dude, I don't. What know. are they thinking? Dear I don't get God it. in heaven. I don't get it. It just it annoys the. I mean, I try not to banter with these type know, of people, but it's like, dude, what the heck are you looking at? Right. Like, like literally, what are you looking at? Like his, right. His stats are like almost identical to last year, and the dude was number two in MVP voting last year. So right. all of a sudden, now he's a bust. Right? Yeah. Look, Joe Burrow's got he doesn't he lead the NFL in interceptions? Man, he yeah. must be a bust. They're probably going to draft we, a quarterback we've got plenty next of year. Season left to see how it's going to shake out. Yeah. It's way too early to even be talking about shit like that. It's just it, yeah, it, taking these small microcosms of a game or two or whatever. And again, if it were just one game, I think it'd probably blow over a lot easier. This is two games. You know, where they really disappointed at least in a half. So it's going to take a couple of good games to show they're back on track. And then these guys can go crawl back in their closets and just go find something else to do. Yeah, I dude, it's it's, it's crazy. It's, and the thing is, it's totally because Josh got paid this year. Now right, now that right. he got paid, these these people that like to nitpick, yeah. uh, you know, and you call yourself a, a Bills fan and you like to nitpick about shit like this. It's because he got paid, and then well, geez, I, you know, Brandon Bean. There's no way he should have paid paid Josh this yeah. type of money if he's if he's producing like this. Producing like what? The, the same way he produced last year, dude. Like, come dude, on, not they just talk well, about it? I mean, like even this past game, still threw for two hundred and seventy some yards, and completion percentage was in the mid sixties or whatever. It wasn't like he yeah. just floundered the whole game. And yeah. when we talked about this, and I I don't remember everyone's exact words or opinions, but I remember my own is that when we had this podcast episode where we discussed his payment and what our expectations were, we talked about a benchmark of last year. We'd prefer that he not perform under that level and that we make it to the playoffs every year, you know, for five years. Right. That would be enough to say he is well worth $150 million. And at this point, I don't see any reason to suspect that's not going to happen. Two fifty. Yeah. Well, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, you, you, uh, two fifty. It was one hundred fifty. It was one hundred fifty guaranteed. I think so. That's that's what I had in my head. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The guaranteed. He, he cares about the guaranteed money. That's yeah. right. But no, I mean, dude, you're totally right, Jay. I mean, the the you you look at the statistics. He has nothing glaringly worse than last year at all. His because his completion percentage is down two percent. His quarterback rating is down, which again is. Who cares? Yeah. It's yards, it's touchdowns, it's rushing. I mean, his production, that's production to me. The 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 nuts and bolts of a quarterback position is yards, touchdowns, and then to me, like first down first downs rushing, stuff like that. Red zone I mean? completion, yep. that kind of shit. Yeah, right. Just, so and, and the funny thing is, and again, we did touch on this not during the podcast, but um I think the Bills are struggling a little bit with that whole on the replacement movie, uh, replacements movie, 
mm. um, quicksand, right? Like no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, you're trying to do it right. You're trying to do it better. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And everybody probably goes through this and everybody gets past it. And I think the team will be better for it. Uh, just like that playoff experience last year, losing the AFC championship, it was still playoff experience. Now you got to look at the Buffalo Bills and go, shit, 90% of the people on this team now have playoff experience, right? So they can't be surprised by what happens during the, be it a wild card or divisional round or whatever. They know what's going to happen. So, yeah, I hope it's just one more step in their maturity and uh, they come out of it better for it. Yeah, I I, I really think we're going to be better this week for sure. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, going against the Jets, there's, there's a few things to be concerned about. Uh, one thing is, what what would it, what did we just see? There, they allowed how many points in the last two games? Like forty two. In, in oh, the last 42 three left. games, they allowed forty two points or more in two of them. Yeah, yeah. So we have to actually put up numbers to accomplish that, but we could do it. Yeah, right? yeah. And that's the thing is, like, our offense has been capable to put up. I mean, we've led the NFL up to until last last week in in points per game. Correct. Yep. Yep. So. We have the ability to go in there and, and handle this game. Right. Now it totally just comes comes out to depend on what if our offensive line can perform at, at a at a, a respectable level. Right. And it's know? a mental fight now. Right. Yeah, and even against Miami, we scored twenty three points in the second half. So it wasn't like you know, going into three three at halftime, that's not good, of course. But, you know, they still put up twenty three in the second half. So yeah. that's a forty six point game. Sure. Through over the course of an entire game, but but yeah, it's the you know you got to take them serious, man. The Jets beat Tennessee, uh, they beat Cincinnati. Yep, they're still a professional football team, and I think the Bills will be focused on that. I think they just found out we're not all that, you know. And I think that <laughs> we're I think not that we're all, all taking this a little more seriously than we did last week. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, the team, the fans, we all realize that there's some actual pressure here. Yeah, the Miami bit. game was like a blip, just a blip, you know. But an entire game, when you can't put up more than six points over 60 minutes, now you take it seriously. Now you have to really take a good, hard look, you know, um, inward and see what you can do as an individual, I think, as an individual player, what you can do as a, as a component, be it the line, the receiver room, whatever. Uh, and I think every one of them is, like you're saying, looking at that very seriously. In the running back room, you know, I'm sure Devin Singletary's going, man, look, I could have. I could have got another three, four yards there and a couple more. I got to pay attention, keep my head up, you know, keep my focus, vision, all those things, blocking, all that shit. And there's know? a little more pressure on Singletary this week if Moss doesn't play. Well, for sure. Yeah. He's going to have to pretty much carry the load. It'd be for nice the most to part. see him step up. It really would. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would, be, the it Jets, would really be nice to see him step up. The Jets have given up a lot, a lot of yards on the ground so it might be an opportunity to do that yeah that was the point i was going to make is this week it comes down to adjustments uh offensively of how we can attack a defense because we i think going into this game the bills have to know that the jets defense is going to attack us the same way that everybody's been attacking us for sure the last three weeks four weeks what you know the same way tennessee did it the same way miami did it same way jags did it they're going to attack us i think most teams will now yeah we have to come into this game and understand what our adjustments are going to be at the line of scrimmage when we see pressure. Right. What we can do to get out of a play to get maybe to another play that's going to make sense. Josh has to get rid of the ball quick because he's got to understand that 
the last few weeks our our offensive line just can't hold right you know when there's you know i mean they blitzed there's when we were watching that film they they were showing a few of the plays where they blitzed us and there's just guys running free even when we had tommy sweeney in there to to help protect right they still had a guy run free on us so josh has to understand you know his hot reads you know dayball's gotta really make adjustments on what he sees in the game as far as you know being able to you know run Singletary and make him effective, whatever have you. It's just this week it has to we have to be able to adjust and, and make it and make it work. Yep. And I think we will. I really do. It's funny how we talk about last week and, and we can't help but talk about this week too at the same time. We're kind of covering everything all at once. But um yeah, I think it's pretty crystal clear. Um not just for us, but for the team, what needs to happen this week. And there's a lot of pressure on the team, you know, and they're probably the last thing they need is more pressure. But I think internally, you played the game, and I'm a pretty competitive guy. Uh, I would be thinking that way anyway. You know, I mean, I would be thinking as an individual and as, like I said, a unit, we have to make we have to make a step. I'll bet you our defense is probably going, hey, we played good, but we could have taken the ball away more. We could have given our team that. a better opportunity on a shorter field. And and minimally put up another field goal to tie the game, yep. and possibly one of those field goals could have been a touchdown if we had a shorter field. So, I guarantee you, um, our defense is spectacular. Yeah. And that being said, you know, it, even if they don't perform any better, our special teams and our defense are doing fantastic. Yeah, they're doing very very well. Just yeah, keep you, doing what you're doing, guys. You yeah. gotta be gotta be happy with that. And the biggest concern, I guess, going into the game for me, um, for our defense is it's really hard to prepare for a quarterback like Mike White when there's like. Literally no, no tape, tape on the guy. Yep. You know, yep. I mean, you can go back to what he did uh, against um, not Indy, but um, who did he beat? T- uh, not Tennessee, um, uh, the Brown or Bra- Cincy. Cincy. Right. So you can go back to that game, obviously, and it's you, you, it's really hard to go back to watch a, kid, a, a kid's tape from college. Yeah, because they it just. Doesn't mean anything. This is the NFL. Yeah, it's completely different. Yeah, you, you might be able to pick up a tendency in what he does with a with a shoulder or an arm or something. Yeah, he's not gonna know. he's not gonna have a lot of tools in his toolkit either. So I mean, there's not a right. lot of surprises coming our way. Yeah, right. I, I think there's no secret. It's going to be pressure. That's yeah, just a it. young we, quarterback. You gotta man. pressure him. Yeah, because that's what you got. Because he doesn't. I mean, he's only been in the league for two years, right? Three years right. at the most. Yeah. And yeah, I think two or three. Yeah. So I mean, yes, he he he's been on the practice field. Yes, he watches tape. But when it comes to freaking live bullets going, man, it's a totally different feeling oh, out there. Oh, for sure. So the, the the biggest thing to do to to mess with a, a, a young quarterback's head is you you got to make him see ghosts, right, Jeff? Well, yeah, exactly. You what know? we talked about even last week, you know, where's the safety blitz or the the cornerback? You know, I mean, mix it up. Like keep this guy off pace keep getting his head i i think we can i i think we will we have the defense to do it we have the two safeties the speed. to really screw with them yeah pointer and high man i mean they're yeah. they're fleet of what they are they are very quick yeah i mean those two guys can confuse them um i i, I really think that we we gotta bring pressure i just i don't want to see like rush four and drop Drop back in zone. I don't want to see that. Right, right. I want to see getting this guy's grill. Well, I could force s- him to make a play. Yeah, and I could see that. Um, and if it's successful, then you don't have to do anything. But if you're all the way through the first quarter and your four guys aren't getting pressure, it's time to turn up the heat, man. It's time to dial it up, change it up. 
because yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be huge. Um, and the fact that Tremaine Edmonds might not play, I think he's a much better run stopper than a a pressure guy. But AJ Klein and or Dodson, I think either of those guys are are pretty quick. Uh, Matt yep. Milano is for sure. So maybe they can uh, run yep. a few linebacker stunts. Maybe you know mm-hmm. mix it up a little bit, get pressure. That I really think, and they know this. This is not brand new. Yep. Um, Sean McDermott's record against rookie quarterbacks is actually extremely good. Um, and Leslie Frazier. So I think they know they're going to have to get pressure on the quarterback. They're going to have to. Yeah. That- and respect the running game. You know, Michael Carter is not a. You know, he's not Derrick Henry, but he's a decent running back, man. He's doing all right. So yeah, their offense has been, you know, they, they haven't they've been putting points up. Now you can argue that it's been like kind of junk points. Right. You know, because like right. the Colts are up on them pretty big and yep. they end up they end up scoring. It was like forty five to thirty or whatever. Um they they showed they can score points on the Bengals. They did that. I think they caught the Bengals by surprise. Th- I that, think the Bengals learned happen. something too. Yeah, yeah, that shouldn't happen. Yep. But um what do you guys think in scores this week? What do you got in your mind? Three to three. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> my joke. God damn it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go a little more conservative this time. Let's say uh, 24-17. Okay. Buffalo, I'm assuming. Of course. Buffalo. Buffalo. Jacob? Yeah. I, you know, I was um, <coughs> I, I was on the, the same page as, as Jason thinking that it's, it's going to be – a little more of a dog fight, I think. Um, I, I I would totally love us to go in there and just blow them out of the water, but I I, I can't say we were going to do that this week just because right. of what's been. We would have to. Happening. We would have to have some real good momentum in the first to just yeah. carry the whole game that way. But I'm gonna go. Um, I, I I'm gonna go 28 to 14, uh, Buffalo this week. I like it, and um, I'm. Thinking similarly, but I am thinking the Bills have done a great job on defense these last two weeks. Not so much with Tennessee, but um, I don't think the Jets are going to put up a bunch of points. So I'm going to go 27, and I think I'm going to keep it right around 10. I think they, the defense should be able yeah. to. I think the defense will be able to take the ball away, give us a couple of short fields, get the team right, help us get right and then um yeah i don't think they're gonna put up a bunch of points on us yeah i like that score i do 27 10 is a nice score yeah man cool so i'm looking forward to the game it like it i'm nervous but i'm cautiously optimistic i really yeah. i do trust these guys to get it i i do i don't see us going to five and four six and three looks way better than five and four even if we have yeah. to scrape it yeah, just, just for sure. Yeah, if we win, if we win thirteen seven or whatever, I'm I'm in. Sign me up, man. Just yeah, let's it, get on the right track. Let's get things rolling in the right direction again. Yeah, just get the W. Don't look like shit. Clean up the penalties. Yeah, make the adjustments you need to make. Just look fairly sharp, like like you should, because that's the type of team we've been. Yep. Um, I know we've had a little bit of issues here and there. Everybody's gonna have some hiccups, but. We we should be able to win this game. I'm with you. So well said. Cool. Anything else, fellas? I'm pretty good. I'm good. Good. All right. Cool. Tell them uh, how to listen to the podcast. Jay, find us on social at etd buffalo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, listen to our podcast wherever you feel like. Find us on Anchor. Uh, that's probably the number one place. Yeah. 
All right, everybody, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. And uh, just want to end it with where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Go Bills. Go Go Bills. Bills.